All right, welcome. Uh, this is Amber Salon Sustainability. We are in our second podcast ever, and I am very, very happy and excited that I get to introduce you to the beautiful Lona from Denmark, who lives in Washington State. But we have connected, and I just say hi to everybody, Lona. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Amber, for inviting me. I'm super excited to connect with you online. Yes. Lona and I have talked many times um, via the web or whatnot, social media, but we had the pleasure of actually meeting each other this year in Miami at our uh, national distributor uh, conference with Natalique. So that was amazing to be able to see her face to face. And she's just as amazing in person as I thought she would be. So um, Lona, tell everybody a little bit about your background being from Denmark and how you live in Washington and how you became a salon professional. Yeah, well, it's a long story, of course, but uh, I started working in a hair salon when I was four years old because I knew from the get-go that I wanted to work in this industry. So all my classmates knew that it was probably going to be the path that I was going to take. So. At 14 years old, I was a shampoo in the salon, uh, and back then, we, so I was rinsing perms, and I realized that it was a it was a hardworking industry, and it was hard on our physical bodies and my hands. You know, my hands were dry, and I and I thought, well, I don't know if I can do this profession, so I might have to choose something else, and that made me really sad. Uh, but my his that I really wanted to work on TV, uh, so my goal was to be a makeup artist and start and work on a TV station. People said to me, "Well, you know, that's not a real job. You know, you should get a real job. Just go be, you know, take a business education and then maybe you can look at it later." So I did. Um, I went to business school. I had a business degree and I worked in that field for quite a while until I realized that it wasn't satisfying my creative cravings for working with my hands. So I enrolled in a makeup artist school. That was a makeup artist school in Denmark that opened. Um, and the, I was one of the first students there. I just signed up and went, yay, finally. That's yeah. something that really is what I do, which is super cool because we didn't have that at that point. So we're talking like um, late 80s, early 90s at this mm -hmm. point. So this is a while back. So I went to makeup school and through that, I made some really, really great connections. I met a stylist from London who had been the art director for Tony and Guy. So, and I said to him, hey, I, I really want to be a hairdresser. Can I come work for you? And he goes, sure, just come over. So I did. I packed two bags and I got on the bus and the ferry back then. And I actually sailed to London and I showed up at his salon. Wow. And he did give me a job. Uh, we only had like a handshake agreement, but um, that was how my hair styling career actually started. Wow, that's amazing. What a cool story. Yeah. So how did you end up from there to Washington? So after I worked in London for um, about four years, um, I decided that I still had a travel bug and I got a job on a cruise ship. So I worked at a, a Carnival cruise ship uh, and they trained me for a while to do actually big American round brush, brush blow dries because I was originally trained in just cutting. Sure. At this point, I never actually colored 
love hair, I was to be cutting or was to be a cut out styler um, in the fashion industry and TV. So quickly had to learn to do big blow dries and quick updos. Uh, and then I got shipped out to Los Angeles and I got on a big, massive cruise ship the day after. Uh, so I stood in front of this massive cruise ship on the harbor in Los Angeles and I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> but uh, it was really fun. Uh, I was working there for six months. Wow. Uh, there's a lot of cool stories in that, but uh, yeah, I so yeah, I met my husband now. Wow. I met my husband on a cruise ship. He was a, uh, yeah, he's a trombone player. He played in the band. There's always a big uh, jazz band on the cruise ship that yeah. entertains uh, the guests. And that's where we met each other. And he's from uh, Snohomish, Washington. And this is where we live now. That's amazing. What a great yeah. love story. What a great yeah. adventure. It's amazing what hairdressing and the hair world can bring you, the journeys and the um, adventures. It's definitely so much broader than people realize, but you can literally go anywhere in the world and do anything within, you know, this business. So that's awesome. You've gotten to yeah. explore and do a lot. Tell me a little bit about um, when you were growing up in Denmark, because you helped me with the branding of Amber Salon Sustainability in sharing with me about um, the amber stones that are washed up on the shore. So do you mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah, so interesting. So for me, uh, my childhood was that I would go camp my grandparents and both set of grandparents, both on my dad's side and my mom's side, they would go camping on the West Coast. And it was just a natural thing for me to walk along the beach with my grandparents or my parents uh, and pick up rocks. And then we would sometimes create um, little figurines out of rocks or whatever. Uh, but the, the amber stone is kind of unique to Denmark because it's actually pretty easy even today to find amber on the beach. So amber is the, I brought, I have a little necklace. So this is an amber. So amber is a resin that is washed out up on the ocean, from the ocean, from uh, trees. So Denmark is, uh, I don't know if you know Denmark, but like the top of Denmark, it goes like a top, that's mm -hmm. called Skagen, and the Baltic Sea and the North Sea rushes in there. So from both sides of those seas, there's, um, obviously England on one side and Russia way up on the other side. And from that tree, sap rushes into the ocean and over two to 10 million years, this amber gets created out of resin from trees. Amazing. And they, after a good storm, they rinse up on the beach and you can pick them up and people use them for jewelry. Some people use them for, I'm sure they use them for healing stones or whatnot. But so my time was just regular walking on the beach rocks and learning how to figure out what is a rock is amber so that's pretty interesting yeah. yeah it's amazing when you were telling me this it just solidified for me that that's that's the name that I wanted to brand for salon sustainability because of how amber is able to protect the earth and my vision of wrapping the earth in amber um, plus the connection to Denmark our connection to naturally which is founded and made in Denmark. So all of this came together and um, that definitely was like the cherry on top. So thank you for helping yeah. me to birth my new brand. And yeah, it was just, yeah. just an awesome story. So I appreciate you sharing that. 
So tell me, you yeah, went into natural and organic hairdressing, and you and I are connected because we both are so strongly passionate about naturally certified organic beauty. And we are both distributors working to spread this message to as many salons as we possibly can. Um, tell me about why you decided to go the route of natural and organic products in your salon, and then how did that connect you to Naturally? Yeah, so when I came um, to America, so I've been to, in America about 12 years. Um, my husband and I lived in Denmark together first for about seven years, and we had our children over there, so we moved here. Uh, and after uh, a long career in uh, freelance styling and hairdressing, and I did end up working on a TV station uh, for about 12 years, then our life shifted. So we decided to move to America to have our kids had the experience of growing up in a small town America, in his, my husband's hometown. Uh, and I decided to go back into hairdressing. I hadn't actually worked in a salon at that point for about 12 years. So the choice of going back into the salon world, knowing that in America, a lot of people are both cutters and they're colorists at the same time. A few salons have the set of skills, right? There's yes. only certain concepts that have that. So I went into the most uh, natural salon environment I could find, which at that point was a beta. Mm -hmm. So this is um, 12, 13 years ago. And I think that was probably the best you could find of the natural. Um, so I worked there for a long time and for stylists and uh, apprenticeship programs. I managed this, so I decided that I really wanted my own space because I wanted to have something that was even better than what I could find. Sure. Well, the challenge for a small they don't really have a big interest in investing in you. So getting good quality products is very difficult searching for a long time uh, and finally I I was basically googling everything I could possibly do I was asking around searching online and then naturally came up and I thought that is so odd I've never heard about this company they say they're 20 years old and it's made in Denmark one of yours I've never heard about it meant to be well it came around it is so odd right I didn't know it existed and at the same time, within a couple of days, I have a friend that used to live in Chicago and she tagged me on a Facebook post saying that, hey, this company is America. You should check them out. It says it's from Denmark. I was like, oh my gosh, what are the odds? <laughs> so I called this girl. Uh, so naturally had a girl, uh, I believe she was in, I don't remember her name, but uh, we had a long chat on the phone. Well, you can buy it and try it out. So I bought like my first color kit for a couple hundred dollars. I had a couple of friends being my model. Stylist, you always you just want to have your hands in your product. You want to try it, and that's the questions on: Does it really cover gray? How much does it cost? When can I get it? Uh, and you know, where getting it from? All those questions as a small business owner, it's super important. Well, at the time. So I had to import my cut products from Vancouver, Canada. And I decided to go through that because the product was amazing. Yeah. As soon as I used it, I realized this is so easy to use. The chemicals I didn't want. 
I noticed it fulfilled all these that I had in a country. They still been like a soul strict. So just no up. It was just brainer for me. I was like, that's I have to have this. Um so about five years of I got to figure something out. I got to my hands. And they said, oh, do you want to be a distributor? And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't know this. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so that conversation started. And that whole business model from that point. Yeah. Uh, so I started um, distribution. I started a little over two years ago. Uh, you lovely ladies, Amber, and all the other actually women, and that makes me really happy <laughs> because I think that's even even a whole handful of women that are working together distributing this science. So yeah, um, story about my style career and how. To and then my uh, salon in my house. I have a little salon. I still have my personal. I help other salons that their hands are using in a certified organic hair care at home. pause there we're having some connection challenges but going all the way from Florida to Washington that's understandable so if I can back up and just ask you again if you would share about why did you take the journey into natural sustainable hairdressing when you came here to the to the states and how what was that like for you yeah so when we moved back um, north of Seattle in Washington uh, I decided to go back into hairdressing uh, at that point, uh, I had not worked in a hair salon for over 12 years. Uh, so I tried to find the most natural salon I could possibly find. Um, and I worked for uh, some of the natural concepts for quite a while. And I became an educator and a salon manager. And I uh, trained um, our assistants in the salons in how to basically apply a more natural product. Uh, and why they should teach their clients to go home with a natural hair care. Sure. So when I decided to go out on my own and start my own business, um, it was really hard to find a really good high-end product as a small business owner. Yeah. Uh, because it's commonly known that big corporate companies, um, they, they don't always want to support the small individual stylist. Uh, I think it's getting better. But when I started um, a little over 10 years ago, uh, I didn't have that many options. Sure. So I decided to go to natural color line without ammonia. That was really important to me. It was important to me to find as many natural or as close to organic ingredients as possible. Mm -hmm. Because knowing that everything you put in our skin and everything we breathe and everything you put in our environment is going to go straight into our bloodstream. 
Sure. Uh, and we know by now that that's really harmful. So I knew that at that point, uh, most people know, and a lot of people are really happy. And, that, and also because I was building my salon at home. So having my studio in our home, it was more important that I didn't have chemicals in our house. Sure. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of reasons for it. That I, so I kept searching uh, for the product that made most sense to me. Yeah, it was a it was a long it was a long search, and I tried a lot of different things, and and finally I. Um, Sort of in a way, found actually, um, and I was searching online. I was googling everything I could, looking around what people were using, and none of it really made sense to me. So I finally found uh, Naturalique, and the way it came around to me in my life was that I had a Danish friend that lives in Chicago, um, and see, she was on Facebook, and she tagged me in a post that Naturalique had put up on Facebook, and she said, "Hey, check this color company out." It it's from Denmark, that you wouldn't want to use. And I was like, I've never heard about this. It was new to me. Yeah. But I reached out to them um, instantly. I was on the phone with a girl in New York uh, that actually had, had sent out to yeah. New York to probably find us, basically, mm -hmm. uh, to create some business overseas. Um, and we had a great conversation. And we were, and she spoke Danish. It was, it was for me, yeah. that was really great. Because instantly, of course, there's a connection, right? Because I was in America on my, I don't know, fifth or sixth year or whatever. Um, and there was a girl that could actually talk my language and explain to me yeah. that, oh, yeah, we're in Aarhus. And that's basically where my kids are born. That's where I used to live. Um, and pretty much like 100 yards from where we did pretty hard. But uh, that's a true story. We, yeah, that's The awesome. main headquarters is basically where I used to live. So that's, yeah. that's it's, for me, that's pretty cool. So I tried the products, I bought a starter kit, because as a hairstylist, you want to get your hands in the products. That's the first thing our questions are, does this natural color actually cover gray? Mm -hmm. um, is it as natural as they say it is? Mm -hmm. How much is it and how can I get it? Mm -hmm. That's kind of, for me, that was really important to know that it was functional. And that, it, and that the ingredients in it was sustainable and, it, and that they were organic like they said they were. Uh, so I did check into that. Um, I always do when I buy something and when I, I'm going to invest into something. I always check out the product and the background and the reasons why they created it. Um, and I connected with them really quickly. Um, I spoke to Steve and met it really fast. I was on a phone call with Steve really fast. And he, as the CEO of a company, which is great, is that he calls you. Like, he's a human. You can actually have a regular yeah. personal conversation with him yes um so it's a really big small company which i really love because they're really personable uh, and you can call them you can text them you can email them at any time and they will answer their questions mm -hmm. and it's coming straight from the head office from okay. their little office in the yes. town where i was yes. um so i think that's huge for mm -hmm. any size salon that you have a personal relationship with the people that actually produces the product that you use and recommend to your own customers. Absolutely. The fact yeah. that they're so connected, they're, they're family. And I mean, I agree with you completely. It gives you a true sense of their integrity and who they are as people. And you know that that transfers directly into the product and you just can feel great about aligning with 
the brand for sure. Yeah. yeah. It makes it pretty easy. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you are getting ready to reopen now coming very soon. So yes. I know that uh, you were one of the very first to close um, based on the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, we were in yeah. chats quite a bit, just keeping up to date with each other and what was going on. So yeah. you've been closed now for some, for, for quite some time and now are about to reopen. So tell me what that looks like for you and for your salon. Yeah, so I voluntarily closed my salon on March 12th. Uh, and that was basically because I had a conversation with, um, with Naturalik in Denmark and I had a conversation with my parents who still lives in Denmark. And they said that, listen, this is serious. It's coming your way, close down right now. Mm. So I did uh, because I, I trust the people that I uh, get co coaching from. I trust the government there and I trusted the guidelines. So I closed down on March 12th, uh, Washington State closed all the salons and spas and everything down on March 17th. Uh, so I was pretty close and my clients were like, what are you doing? I don't understand. I said, trust me, just trust me. Everybody's going to yeah. be shutting down. Is do as you're told. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so in the meantime, <laughs> so it's been a while, you know, it's been over two months now. And in that time, I've been uh, doing my research, I've been doing my due diligence of how do we reopen in a state for me and for my, my customers and how do we stay healthy in that process yeah. and still uh, open our businesses because we need to reopen, right? We can't afford those forever. It's hurting all of us financially and mentally and all sorts of ways. Um, so what I did was I made, um, well, first of all, I have a, a business in town that is a net and they make these uh, organic masks so oh, cool. she's made and put the bills i'm doing um, i sent a video to all my customers of what the process is going to look like and it it seems pretty uh, severe but i think that beginning we have to be a severe because we don't know this is going to be pan, pan out right we don't know right. yet it's okay right. it's pandemic through one before so i'm thinking all the precautions that i can I'm, i have told my team to do so ask my clients to put um clean washed hair clothes and and i don't really come home i would like them to go first and if they're in there uh, they put a Clothes on, and I've asked them to hand sanitize that's going to be at our main door. Um, and also, where ask even me, my customers, customers they have for a long time, so we know each other, and I feel like they trust that if I say this is what I want, they're going to do it or they're going to find someone else, and I'm okay with that. So, I'm willing to take that chance. That's sure. just my choice. So, I've made these boxes, um, like. It's just a regular little bin I gotten. So I made these boxes and in these boxes, there's basically everything I need for one client's service. So I packed, um, there's gonna be, I can show you this really quickly. There's yeah, gonna please. be, um, there's brushes and combs um, for what I need for that service. Uh, there's a set of gloves. And I've tried to find as much uh, biodegradable materials as I can. It's really difficult. Um, 
I found disposable stuff, but I have not been able to find everything that's compostable or biodegradable. So I'm still searching. Um, so I found uh, these uh, bang shields, which is biodegradable. They're from uh, Eco Shield, and there's tape on. They basically tape on your forehead like this. That's awesome. So that if you have shield on, you can't change any droplets. Then it's already safe, right? And I'm going to be with gloves. And usually, that's, and they, my clients have a gown on, so they all cover up. Which is awesome. I have like a, a surgical face mask, so if my customer doesn't have their own, they're going to get one. And we can use these for hair coloring because it ties behind the ears and yeah. I can cut the hair, color them, it's not a problem. And then we can dispose of it. So that's what I'm doing. I have a little shield to put on the phone so they can put the phone down. So I don't have to worry about, okay, what did they touch? Did they put the phone down? What do I need to clean? Um, so I've done that. I have a disposable towel, towel um, they're disposable, so I'm still looking. And then, of course, I have my own. Yeah, of course. I mean, you got to keep developing, right? Yeah, keep yeah. stuff. So I have my apron that I wear. This is, of course, my little pretty naturally apron. And then the client also, um, they get a cape on that goes on like a jacket. And they also get uh, the cape over that. So the client's going to be wearing two layers of protection, basically. So we have capes on that sheet that hooks on in the back. So the client is completely covered. So this individual box, when we're done, I put all the stuff back in there and then I clean it, dispose of it, clean my brushes, sanitize everything. Uh, and then, you know, I have 30 minutes between each client so I can sanitize the whole room, wipe everything down, clean the sinks, clean every door handles and whatnot. So the space in between is going to be 30 minutes between customers. And I only have one customer at a time, which I think is... I feel really blessed that I can that because yeah. I have my studio, I can decide, right? So for me, that's pretty awesome. But that's going to be the procedure at first until we know more, basically. Right. I think that yeah. you have, I mean, set yourself up amazingly for success. The, the bin that you've created is awesome. I can't wait to share this for all of the salon professionals that follow the Amber Salon Sustainability. That's a great insight because I know that people are racking their brain as far as how am I going to make this happen and be efficient because how are you going to book yeah. because we can't survive with just one person a day can't really survive with no. just two a day so we have to think outside the box and what will be the system that we create and in, in truth just implementing that factor of wellness so that we continue without, so it doesn't matter what's to come. You're, you're good and your clients are good. Does that make sense? So yes. Yes. If, there, if something comes back or if something goes away, whatever it might be, you're, you're ahead of the game. And I think that is just smart business. So congrats yeah. on thank that. You. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was just, I was brainstorming. I think, how do I make this safe? And so that my client feels safe. Sure. One thing is to say, well, the room is clean. So yeah, but how, what is clean? What is clean? What does that mean today? Especially in a hair salon. Yeah. Yeah, especially in a hair salon where we're that close to people and we are in their face and they're in our face and they're in our space and we touch them and we, we're really close to people. Um, so I just, yeah, I thought it was a, the best choice I could come up with. Yeah. Awesome. You did awesome. Yeah. Thank you.
Yeah. So what do you see for the future of hairdressing going forward? What would you like to see for yourself and for salons everywhere? So I, I really, really hope that a small salons are typically small business. Most salons are pretty small. Uh, they're from one to maybe 20 people, maybe 25 is a big salon, right? Yeah. So that is a small business and small business is always difficult. So I hope that, um, that they really take this to heart, that this has been a bit of a trial of how to move forward in both a safe way and a sustainable way, mm -hmm. but also in smart business ways. Um, and also the time where we've been closed, the salons I've been in contact with have definitely really brainstormed that how do I make my own salon attractive to customers? Can I offer something that other salons don't have? Yeah. And Definitely, you can, because you can offer a sustainable product. You can offer a product that's healthier for you to touch and breathe and work in all day, because yeah. we are surrounded in toxins. It's a very toxic environment um, to be in a salon setting. So the people that I've talked to, salon owners, they're really concerned. They're concerned in ways that I've never really heard before. Mm. Uh, it's really taking a toll, uh, both financially and emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I coach to being smart in business, setting up a plan, having a system in place that's fast and sufficient and doable, and it's not going to empty your bank account, right? This is a really cheap way of making a bin safe for both you and your customer. Um, so yeah, there really, there's a lot of thoughts about how do we make it more attractive. And of course, for us, the attractive way is to go green, go, go as green as you can. Because that's the future. This is Mother Earth being sick, partly, right? And we sick from it too. So we kind of have to do something to get something. So I think one of the things we can give back is at least cut down on waste, use products that are sustainable, use products that don't make you sick, or make your customer sick, or rinse us out in the drain to make the world sick. That's it. I think it's all of it. So that's what I coach. To. Yeah. So I coach to all of that as much yeah. as I possibly can. Like save on water, save on waste. Right now, it's going to be hard to save on waste, but at least find the products that are the most compostable you can find. Use as few towels as you can. You know. Um, yeah. So, so that's what I. You have to create waste, then you have to eliminate waste. Like yes. create balance at the same time. Don't just go so extreme one direction, right? Yes. You know. Yeah. Give and take. Yeah. But it does take some thinking. It takes yeah. some brainstorming and talk to other people in the same trade and go, what do you do? What can I learn from you? Yeah. What can I give to you? You know, it is a trading, you know, same with money. It's really just a trading tool. So we're trading and exchanging experiences and, and, and how do you feel about this? What do you think about that? You know? So I think our, our, our women business is, salon business is typically women business. And I think when we um, take our guard down, women are really good at working together. And absolutely. And they're really, really supportive. So I really appreciate that, especially the more adult I become, the more I learn that that's a huge. Yeah. Benefit. Yeah. Well, that's what do, What are you doing? How do you coach to your... Um, your salons at the moment. Yeah, very similar to, to this, the same thing. I mean, I definitely have had yeah. the conversations where people are going, wow, this has really made me think. I need to focus on wellness 
um, that's a lot of the new, because we are connecting with salons, new accounts, new people, and they're all have the same trend, which is I need to change. I need to make it, I need to do something different. All of this has changed my mindset. And then yes, coaching them on just one little bit will make the biggest difference. I say all the time, if you just did one person a day with naturally, that's all it would take for now to create a big change, you know? So you know, get started with it, make sustainable choices, give and take, like you said, if there's going to be, if you're going to have to create waste, then you have to minimize it in some way within your life, within your salon, within your business and align all of those things together just to make a difference. I mean, the, this period of time, I have really respected how the earth has responded. And I think it's been beautiful. And let's not just jump back into our old ways of not respecting mother nature and what she means because while can, I mean, the earth can rebuild quickly and monumentally make a difference. Um, So let's not just go backwards. Yeah, I agree. It's what you've seen. In the world, how when, you know, it's just, it's been quite amazing to experience to like just slow of film in in spaces and my own just totally slow down but I still move forward because I've still I've this thing that I'm ready to go back to it is that I really slow down and I kind of want to be mine in a good way. Um, so I think that for work podcast gives me a different perspective of Absolutely. how busy do we have and does it go and this to, to not lose our very true that's a good point so i think that's been exciting great conversations with salons they've had time to they've had time to go on this great from your living room so that's been super exciting i've i've done a lot of online training uh to I'm exercising a business coach, coach my business in all the things we just talked about. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that because then I am thinking, uh, so yeah, I've done some, some shifts and some majors already. I was good, but you know, a break always gives you something else. That's right. So I've definitely taken that and used it for something good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's food for thought for us to globally take a break every year for a few days and everybody reset. The environment resets, our minds, our hearts, our bodies all reset and we just pause. Yeah. Everybody together, one week every year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would make a huge difference. At the same time, that would be awesome. Just kind yeah. of a quiet week. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe we can 
next Earth Day, we can say, hey, let's let it last for yeah. a whole week. Just shut everything down. Let's just relax and yeah, reset. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's been good for something. I know financially uh, the That's, world economy yeah. is, is suffering, but um, yeah. at the same time, it's just a trading tool. We'll bounce back. We always That's do. It. We always have history. We're going to be fine. That's it. Yep. Well, Lona, it was awesome talking to you. I always love to see your face and your smile and just share. It's, you're amazing. I am Thank very you. grateful that Naturally brought us together and we've been able to, from afar, all the way across the United States, create yeah. a friendship. And yeah. I, so I appreciate you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amber, for having me. And thank you for being always helpful. Uh, and giving me good advice because you kind of you've been in this trade way longer than I have, so that's been awesome to learn from you too. It's good, been really, yeah. Awesome. We'll make a good team. Yes. All I, right. I, well, I'm here. Thank you for coming, and um, we'll be in touch. I'm sure. Yes. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.